Do you dread tax time because you haven't saved enough for taxes? Are you totally confused and lost about your business finances? Do you worry that you'll never be able to retire or save for your kid's college education? If you bury your head in the sand because you think you'll never be a money person, I want to let you in on a huge secret. All you need to manage your private practice finances are a simple series of skills that you can learn. After all, you already did the hard work of graduating from college, becoming a therapist, and starting your private practice. Hi, I'm Lindsay Bonham. I'm a therapist turned money coach and the creator of Money Skills for Therapists. I've helped hundreds of therapists just like you develop peace of mind about their money. I invite you to watch my free masterclass where I teach my four-step framework to get your business finances totally in order. In the masterclass, I cover the three biggest mistakes that therapists make that keep them from getting clarity on their private practice finances, the secret that most accountants don't want you to know, and why working with your mindset and emotions is essential to changing your patterns with money. This masterclass is for therapists and health practitioners who are running or about to start a private practice. It is the first step in learning about my signature course, Money Skills for Therapists. Register today with the link in the show notes to take the first step to go from money confusion, anxiety, and shame to feeling clear and empowered about your money. I look forward to supporting you. I am taking away a renewed sense of excitement and energy around these intensives. It does really more and more seem like my next steps. And I'm also taking away my best self can run my business now. It doesn't have to be the poor little people pleaser that was just in there trying to help things out. She doesn't have to run the show. She's not alone. Welcome to the Money Skills for Therapists podcast, where we answer this question, how can therapists and health practitioners go from money shame and confusion to feeling calm and confident about their finances and get money really working for them in both their private practice and their lives? I'm your host, Lindsay Bonham, therapist turned money coach and creator of the course Money Skills for Therapists. Hello, and welcome back to the Money Skills for Therapists podcast. I am excited today to be bringing you the first coaching session of season five with a therapist who is in Money Skills for Therapists right now and who is so lovely, as you're about to find out. Her name is Dr. Hannah Joharchi. Hannah is an Iranian-American and white psychologist from in California and Florida who focuses on trauma recovery with folks who survived medical trauma, intergenerational trauma, developmental trauma, and people recovering from depression and anxiety. Uh, in our conversation today, Hannah brought up a topic that I think is close to many of our hearts, which is how to balance her social justice values, uh, her people-pleasing tendencies that she talks about how they actually kind of, those people-pleasing tendencies kind of built her business, balancing those parts of her with actually creating a business that's sustainable and take care of her needs and to stop this cycle of burnout that she has been in uh, previous to starting to do this work. We get into some, a really lovely space around connecting with, you know, different parts of herself that are there and starting to even start to develop muscles um, about being connected to her own needs. So if you're someone who struggles with people pleasing or who, you know, philosophically struggles with how do you balance business and, and social justice when, you know you need to make a living, but you also really care about people and issues and want to contribute where you can. This is going to be a great episode for you. Here's my conversation with Dr. Hannah Juharchi.
So Hannah, you are a student in Mini Skills for Therapists right now. We're going to get into a coaching piece. We've had a coaching conversation before through the course, and you actually won the coaching call through the Money Momentum Challenge. So we're going to have another one later, but this is going to be our podcast coaching time together. And so Hannah, what did you want to bring to this coaching session today? What topic? Yeah, so I am forever grateful for Money Skills for Therapists and you and your team. I'll just say that because it has just opened my eyes to a lot of things and I've been making some changes in my business. And I've kind of paired it with some of the inner work that I'm doing and just realizing that, you know, for years, I've sort of like worked in places and then done my private practice on the side, only to keep burning myself out and running up my own personal credit card debt. And so while I'm grateful to do this work, it wasn't sustainable. So I had to, over the course of like the past year or so, really look at what I can and can't do, as opposed to like stuffing down the part of me that wants to people please. I highlighted that part, gave that part space, but just like, I don't have my people pleaser running my business anymore. Right. So okay. Yes. I'm just yes. trying to come to you to say, okay, how do I navigate this balance between the important value of like social justice for me while also like having a sustainable business. So I thought maybe we could talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so um, you had mentioned, you know, before we started recording, the way you'd summarized it is your people pleaser kind of led the building of your business or that part was really front and center. Absolutely. I could like, I could go and go and do and do. And now I'm just like, oh, okay, without the people pleaser sort of driving my bus, and she's just kind of a part of me, but like my best self for herself, right, is sort of running the business. It's different. It's really different. Yes. Okay. So tell me about what are some of the changes that you've made so far in this effort to have more balance? Because what I'm hearing before is it was out of balance, like too much of that caregiving, people pleasing, leading to burnout and, and financial debt. Yeah. Right. Yeah, what are some of the changes or tweaks that you've made so far in this process? Okay, so some of the things have been, um, I used to have a couple of therapy scholarship slots, okay, and I no longer have those. And, and that's a great thing, but it's, I'm not like inclusive therapist. I'm not a whole directory or a whole group of people. I'm just a super small business, still sort of navigating the foundations of my business. So that doesn't fit. Um, I no longer have that, which is probably saving thousands of dollars a year. I guess I kind of pare down the work that I do for free on the side that I don't know if it's reaching as many people. So like, for example, I was on a trauma recovery podcast with a good friend of mine and mm. we stopped doing that. So that frees up some time. I guess the work that I'm doing around my mindset would probably be the biggest thing in money skills for therapists. And just highlighting, you know, and and with my work with uh, Chana Green and Businesses on a Budget around the mindset and the the value of, of what I do, increasing rates, that type of thing. Okay. Yeah. So I'm hearing partially you've let go of some things that were more, you know, more like social justice or like maybe accessibility, like a, a podcast is a nice accessible way to share information. But you mentioned like the scholarship it's kind of like a bit big for where you are in terms of your ability to sustain something like that. And I think that's a good way to talk about like a scholarship is something that's given when there's an extra that therefore can be used by somebody who can't pay, but you're not at that place in your business. 
at this time. And your podcast, I'm getting from you that it, you don't think it was necessarily having the reach that made it worth the time. Yes. And it was just like, I, I get nervous. I'm like, I don't know what to say. Like, I feel like, yeah. So there was like a few things, but okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't like your happy place. It was that. not my, I would rather <laughs> okay. write like blogs. Like, I would rather be writing than talking. So. Okay. Okay. But. You and I are the opposite. We could probably help each other out in business. What I'm hearing now though, is like, there's this, this need or desire to make sure you're balancing, right? Like we don't want to throw out all the things that have to do with your social justice values or the folks that you love to serve. But also there's been many things that have been contributing to, to burnout and financial debt that, you know, you know, need to go. So tell me right now, what does that conflict look like between kind of that, like people pleasing, caregiving and social justice and like wanting to be financially well, not burn out, feel empowered or, or all the positives you're looking for on the other side? Okay. So that is a great question. I guess it kind of looks like some indecision. So when, for example, something comes my way, do I help out? Do I not? So still some of that residual, like back and forth within and just not knowing, I guess, what it'll look like to contribute. Yeah. What that would look like and what we'll feel like when this part of me that just wants to please and help people out isn't really running the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with the other part, like I'm curious, you know, we're talking parts language. It seems very IFSE language. Is that is that the school much, of parts yeah. thought that you're in? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So internal family systems for folks who are not familiar with the modality. You know, you made reference to kind of self earlier, you know, being more in self energy. I am also curious, are there other aspects or parts of yourself that you notice stepping up that you would like to have leading your business? I love that. Yeah, there's the parts of me that are just kind of genuinely motivational that aren't necessarily trying to take care of others, but Mm -hmm. just happy to be around people, happy to like say kind, motivational, uplifting things and just kind of be like a nice energy Mm -hmm. around folks. So Mm -hmm. I guess I would, I've never thought of that, Lindsay, like I would love for that part of me to sort of uh, be one of the leaders in the show here. Yeah. Like that part of you that loves people. Mm-hmm. I have I have that part too. That's yeah. I think a big part of why you know I like to do the work that I do. Okay, so that's one part. I'm I'm curious. Are there any parts like you're you know you're talking about the work that you've been doing in money skills, some other work that you've been doing you know in terms of money mindset. Are there any parts of you that you've connected with or any energies around like like being a leader or taking care of your own needs or empowerment or what have you kind of connected with so far in yourself around those things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Like basically, are you saying the the other parts of me that are taking care of myself? Yeah, that? yeah, that would certainly be an important part of it. Yeah, I'm not really sure. That's a really good question too. I guess that like concrete stuff, like what I do to take care of myself, like meditation. No, I was thinking even in terms of just like parts of yourself, right? Because we were talking about there's the caregiving, people pleasing, right? That has led and that has led to burnout, right? Because that, you know, when we're coming from that energy in ourself, there's no really connection to our own needs, right? It's just like, well, own needs aside, this person needs this and this person needs this. Of course, there's endless people with endless needs. Then I'm hearing there's another side you've identified that's kind of part of your business, which is like that you really like being around people and you really like people, right? And there's that connection. I'm wondering, have you connected with any boss energy, accountant energy, bookkeeper energy? Like, is there anything like that that you've started to develop in yourself of a part of you? What I'm starting to think about, Hannah, is like, what part of you is tracking your needs and know when your cup is full enough 
that other parts of you can also have their needs met. Right? No. Okay. This is why I didn't understand your question. Yes. No, there is no accountant in there. No, there's no, there's no, I I mean, like that is mind blowing to me when you Mm -hmm. talk about like spreadsheets and being accountable every week, you know, my accountability buddy just texted me from the group and it's like all this connection and looking at the stuff that I shy away from or Mm -hmm. run away from really just, yeah, I think probably freeze around. So no, I I have not even began to think about like, is there an inner boss or inner accountant? Um, Mm -hmm. It's all this propaganda around like emotional labor being less valuable than some of the the tech work or whatever around us. And so I have not yet really let those accountant and boss parts of me show up. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to have an accountant part, by the way. I have one of those, okay. but like, that's not required. <laughs> I like it though. I like it. That was just like, you know, in the list of options. Because, you know, what I'm thinking about here is like connecting with clarity around what you need. Because I'm hearing there's balance here. And what I'm hearing, there's been a lack of balance. Mm-hmm. There's been this like overgiving and this like pouring from yourself, which leads to burnout, maybe repeated burnout. Is that accurate? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what I'm not hearing yet is like a part that's really gauging where you're at, like your needs emotionally, energetically, but also financially to have that eye on, okay, because I'm here, now I can give, right? I have my own oxygen on. And now I can run this amazing group at a reduced or, you know, you know, free, right? Mm-hmm. Or now I can write, you know, my my blog articles that will go out to thousands of people who might never be able to afford to pay me, right? And so I'm wondering, Hannah, like if you can think about that, a part that could have track of your own needs, what do you think that might feel like internally, first of all? What do you, we're just going to kind of connect and imagine, be curious, what would feel different if there were you were tracking your own needs on a regular basis, even in you know a small way? I guess as you ask, I'm already starting to feel calm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I feel a sense of calmness in my heart. I can imagine feeling empowered mm. to kind of um, move ahead with things and less um, scared and scrambly and like trying to look at a bunch of different things at once. Mm. But I already feel it in my body, in my heart right now, just mm-hmm. feeling a sense of calm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And from that place of calm and like, you know, the lack of all the stuff we just talked about, what kind of actions could come from this place to help you be connected with where you're at and basically how much you can give, what you have to give? I think it has me feeling like I would slow down on some of the projects. I constantly have these ideas. And I love doing some of them. And some of them, you know, I think it just has me slowing down. Like I don't have to necessarily jump into this and jump into that and do these supports for other therapists or things like that when really I could kind of just focus on my own clinical caseload right now and stuff like that. So it just has me thinking I would slow down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So there'd be stuff that you might delay or maybe even put aside. Yeah. And thinking about this, like, what information do you need to have to be able to guide you in a more grounded way, you know, in balancing these two parts of you? 
right? Or in balancing, maybe it's like balancing your your desire for social justice and to, you know, take care of others with probably the needs of many, many other parts of you on the other side. What could that actually look like for you? Yeah, I guess I'm just thinking I kind of need reminders to check in with these parts, right? So I think that like, even just getting outside, looking at my my board with like my pictures of like, mm-hmm. what I'm hoping for for this year, just having those regular things in place helps me to do that check-in because mm-hmm. everything, you know, sounds great here mm-hmm. and then I'll forget. So yes. I think yes. checking in mm-hmm, regularly. Yes. Let's think now about the money side of it. Yeah. Right. So you're um, so good at this stuff. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So as we think about connecting with your financial needs, what information is missing right now, Hannah, or what could be added to, you know, the way that you're already showing up for yourself and taking care of money that's going to help you to start to have this gauge of of where you're at and your capacity to do these expanded projects. Okay, so that has me thinking of um I'm in a like generative place where I'm feeling like supervision is super fun. Mm-hmm. So I thinking that I could branch out on what I already love. Mm-hmm. If you're asking about money, you know, sure. it does, you know, I, I, I'd love to say, oh, we do it for nothing, but no, like that's what all <laughs> this is about. Like actually yeah. don't. So, so I think I could look more into supervising and, mm. and some of that like generativity through that, um, yes. being the supervisor I didn't necessarily have. I had a couple of really amazing ones and a couple of super, uh, inappropriate ones. Sure. So I can be doing more of that. And, you know, I have talked with you about this for a second, but I love what's happening with the EMDR intensive. So maybe I could figure out how to like improve my copy or like have people coming in through my EMDR intensives more because I just love when they come in for like a short chunk of targeted work and feel they're like, this is changing my life. This Mm -hmm. is already helping. Like, Oh, that feels so good to be doing that. So maybe I can just do more of what I like. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Which I think is like generally good life advice, right? It's just like, (laughs) just do more of what you like, (laughs) do more of what lights you up. And what I'm hearing here too, Hannah is like, those things that you really like are also things that are going to pay you well. Right. So they're not the things where you're also like, no, it's it's $5. Like, (laughs) oh, you don't have $5. Okay. That's fine. Um, I don't need to pay rent. These are the things that actually will make your practice more financially sustainable at the same time. Yeah. Right. So it sounds like there's an alignment there. You've got it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So now I want to get a little, a little nitty gritty into your numbers. For you, how, are you going to actually get clear on the numbers that you need to see from these beautiful generative things that you're already excited about to know when you've actually made it to that point where your financial needs are being met? Yeah. Yeah. I think if I, okay, so you've got me understanding what I need a month Mm -hmm. and what I make per month after like taxes and, and running the show. Right. And I think I would need to start adding at least one more EMDR intensive a month at this point. Okay. If I think about it numbers wise, that would also have me seeing a little bit less clients on the the weekly basis, right? So is that all you need is like one more to to close that gap between what you need monthly and where you are monthly? Yeah. If, If I moved from 
where I'm at and just went to intensives, which sounds really fun in my heart. I'm like, that sounds great. That would mean that I would need a few intensives a month. So that would mean I would need specifically three. Yeah. Three. Okay. So numbers wise, you know. Yeah. So are you saying that with three EMDR intensives a month, you could cover your financial needs for the month? Yes. Yes. Wow. That is weird. That is not what I was expecting. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have me doing the pre-math of like yes. in the course of like, what do you need? What yes. do you make? And I'm like, oh, that would be covered so quickly. So fast. Yeah. So, I mean, that's interesting information and noticing too, like where you're getting that like sparky, excited, lean towards, you know, feeling, you know, because the other thing that you could play with, Hannah, is like, what if you did transition to a practice for a while that was just intensives and you really worked on like honing your marketing to call in those people and like really positioned yourself as an EMDR intensive therapist? What do you think it would be like for you personally to be doing three intensives a month and that's the work that you do for a little while that would be so fun like it scares me there's I'll be honest there's a part of me that's like how would I get people to come and blah 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 but if I don't think about that part and I think about the people who I've already seen for intensives Mm -hmm. yes I'm like this would be so freaking fun like they just walk away like really happy and satisfied and right I would love it and if you were seeing doing three intensives how how long is an intensive is it a Typically, it's like three. There's no typical. It could be whatever the person needs. But I love doing like the three three hour chunks. So it's like a total of ten. Okay. Uh, with the one hour, like, hello, what are your dreams? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay. Total of ten hours. Mm -hmm. Okay. So is it like three days in a row? It could be like every other. So it could be like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if that's all the work you're doing, we're just we're we're leaning in and imagining. Yeah. You had those three intensives a month. So like 10 hours with those, you know, three different people. What space would that open up in your life for all these other things that you're passionate about? Oh my gosh, there would be no problem to write like the all the free blogs that I write. There would be no problem to help fellow Iranian American therapists. There would be no problem to support, you know, our LGBTQ communities. So it would be, it would be at that point, like, you know, where am I most useful? And then mm-hmm. it would be like this, uh, I can imagine like this stream of energy. It, mm-hmm. it would be a, coming from a whole different place than right. like, I'm exhausted. I hope I can stay awake during this thing. You know? Right, right. Yeah. Yes. So you get to change three people's lives a month in a profound yeah. way. And then you have extra energy to work on the support, the folks that you care about and the issues that Hmm. you're passionate about uh in the rest of your month okay this sounds amazing yeah this is so good yeah (laughs) yeah what are you noticing thinking about this it sounds really fun I'm also like thinking about personal stuff I'm like I want to go camping and like Mm -hmm. have some more fun too Yeah. yeah man yeah which is what life is about right and like when we do those things when we go camping or we have some cool project or we go on a trip or we have like beautiful time with our partner we also show up differently as therapists right because we're actually filled up and inspired and excited and like that comes across too in the work that we do people can feel that from you absolutely mm-hmm. so hannah coming to the end of our time together today what are you taking away from our conversation I am taking away a renewed sense of excitement and energy around 
these intensives, it does really more and more seem like my next steps. And I'm also taking away nice sort of like my my best self can run my business now. It doesn't have to be the the poor little people pleaser that was just in there trying to, to help things out. She doesn't have to run the show. She can kind of, she's not alone, right? Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And something that's been in my mind too, as we're talking, Hannah, is also like different seasons of life, like what we want and what fits. And like, it, it feels to me, you know, and, and we have talked about this a little bit before too, as we said, like these EMDR intensives seem to really make sense for your season of life right now. Like they're exciting, you know, and there, there might be season of life where you're like, nah, that's too intense. I don't want to yeah. do that. But right now <laughs> this is what lights you up. Right. And so it's like, what can you do to actually make that happen and let this be the business that you want and need right now? Let that business be a reality. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you, Hannah. Thank you so much. In my conversation uh, with Hannah, there really was this moment where, you know, listeners would have noticed that I think we both realized like what I was talking about, you know, being able to connect with this boss part of yourself or this accountant, like a part that can be keeping track of your actual needs and understanding what you need, where Hannah was just like, oh, that's just not been (laughs) a part of me that's been at the table, not a muscle that she had consciously developed. But as soon as we started even talking about that concept, there was a big shift Right. And this, you know, she talked about peace in her heart of what it's like to actually have a part of you, or if, if parts language is not language you speak, just to be tracking your own needs and having those as part of what is front and center as you're thinking about your business and giving and justice and what you can do for people who have less than you or for issues that you care about. There was such a huge shift in energy. And even though it was a new concept that took a second for us to kind of sink into when we did, Hannah immediately started to connect with like spark and excitement and like, you know, immediately could start to identify the work that not only that she loves and that she's excited about, but that actually will get her to that place of having her financial needs met. And when we got to that point in the conversation where (laughs) I realized that she only needed three EMDR intensives to cover her month, I was just like, whoa, (laughs) if this is what you love and this lights you up and you only need to do three a month to have your needs met, like this is, this is obviously the direction that your business wants you to go, that your heart wants you to go. So, so powerful just when we do actually get in touch with what we really want, you know, like our, the heart knows, you know, we need to have the math, which comes from the brain. We need to understand our financial needs. But once you're in touch with those financial needs and Hannah is, as she said, because of the work she's been doing in Money Skills for Therapist, she knows that monthly number doing the math, realizing that she only needs that one more intensive or three intensives total, then you can actually connect with your body and that wisdom of what is the work you want to do to actually get there and how can you get there, right? So there is that real mind-body combo where wisdom lives. So grateful to Hannah for coming on the podcast today. If you're enjoying the podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at Money Nuts and Bolts. We share free, practical, and emotional content on there all the time about money and private practice. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, It is the best way for folks to find us. Thanks for listening today.